This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. Ghost Hunting 101 Cautiously, Barbara led us up the darkened stairwell. Of course the stairs creaked. Of course we tiptoed. Blindly, we rubbed the walls beside us with our hands, feeling our way up the stairs with our fingers until we reached the second floor. Barbara swung left and guided us into what was an auditorium, but with the lights out, it was a vast and airy obscurity, like we'd entered a black hole. The group dispersed into the room immediately, but Barbara and Steve hung back. They leaned on a big wooden table, and while our eyes slowly adjusted to the darkness, we listened as everyone else cased the joint like exterminators. They were there for the thrill of the chase, to play with their equipment and to catch ghosts in their act. They were there to hunt, and while they bungled around the room, poking and prodding with their gear and gadgets, eager to catch some souls, all Barbara had to do was look and listen. She didn't need the heat cam or the laser grids or the infrared motion sensor. Tonight, she was chaperoning a group whose money which they'd handed her at the beginning of the night, she would immediately donate to Parsem's restoration fund. But she didn't do this kind of thing generally for cash. Beyond that, ultimately, it seemed the sincerest motive that Barbara and Steve had in mind when mingling with the departed was more along the lines of an act of community service to the deceased. They were there to release trapped souls. Do not go into the attic alone, please, Barbara called out into the darkness. Sorry about that, a voice apologized. There is an older gentleman up there and he will attach to you. Barbara explained, he is disruptive and he has pushed many people. Then she turned to me and said, the younger spirits don't usually come out when he's out and about. About 10, 12 minutes passed, then 15. By now my eyes had adjusted to the darkness a bit. I stood up and walked toward the center of the room toward the sound of shuffling feet and little clicks of plastic shutters. Suddenly, there was a loud noise, a voice. Business, solo, human. The voice was piercing, monotone and sharp, and it came from the head of the room, the auditorium stage maybe, and clearly it did not belong to a human. What the heck was that? I barked and reflexively grabbed an arm next to me, which happened to be Steve's. Business, solo, human said the voice again. It sounded terrifying and disgusting, like a demonic robot. That's the ovulus, said Steve. It just picked up on something. The ovulus, I'd learned, just moments too late to prevent a near stroke, was a piece of paranormal investigation equipment. Pocket-sized and powered by batteries, the gizmo was said to convert environmental readings into words. It was a voice box for ghosts. <laughs>